0: Welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left wing perspective. It is Saturday, January nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. And a whole lot to talk about. Maybe we're not going to expound on what you think. We're going to expound on. No, Whatever. I have so
1: many things that I'm really mad about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had a lot, so let's get the the most recent stuff out of the way first. Uh, of course, a ton happened this week, but everybody is a buzz. Because it's been uh, 24 hours, no pun intended, since BuzzFeed uh, dropped a bombshell article on Thursday night saying that the president had instructed Michael Cohen directly to lie to Congress about the Trump Tower Moscow attempted thing, and then very weirdly within 24 hours... The special counsel's office, which doesn't comment on any of these stories ever, Has never
1: commented on anything in my memory, ever.
0: No. Said, eh, that's not quite accurate. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Now, they didn't come out and say the story's wrong. They said, like, the way it's described is wrong. They sort of parsed it legally. And everyone's like, what the hell does that mean? And so nobody knows. So everybody's losing their mind. And what I kind of want to tell you is... It's is not that big a deal, except for if you're really into following all the different uh, media outlets and what this means ultimately for BuzzFeed and those specific reporters, if they got something wrong, which is not clear.
1: Well, I, I, I disagree with you to an extent. I think it is really important um, in that like, it harkens back to the Nixon days. Right, I mean, this is something that like is a directly impeachable offense is if you tell someone to lie to Congress, yes, and my take is like, because the special counsel never comments on fucking anything, why this one thing, and
0: yeah, it's really weird, and, and no one's quite sure and does it
1: mean that like? everything else has been accurate like well, all the speculation yeah i'll get or to that in, it a, mean in a second like,
0: but you can that's the problem with them making the statement and making it very vague is you can you you can parse it eight million but why different this ways one
1: thing why is this literally like we we week yes, after week after week you and i everywhere. talk about how there are no fucking leaks they don't tell you anything they don't Ever do anything, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some BuzzFeed article comes out, and the special counsel's office decides that they have to respond, and it's just weird. Yeah, but this
0: was a big one. Yeah, like there's been a lot of hint dropping, and like if Trump did this and Trump did that, and this looks bad, it looks like he did this. And this is BuzzFeed unequivocally saying the president has committed impeachable offenses and crimes. So this one was a little different.
1: Okay, that's fair. But so they're saying they're not saying that it's not true, though, they're just saying that. Some parts of the article were wrong.
0: Basically, but it, that's another problem. We're not even sure what they're saying. I mean, other than, well, that's not quite accurate. And then like, okay, well, well what does that Well, what's not mean? accurate the, about Yeah, right, exactly. The whole thing? Does that mean the whole thing is wrong? Does it mean... Parts of it are wrong. Are they
1: protecting Michael Cohen because the special counsel's office has been re, like very like protective of him?
0: Yeah, in a way of like one theory, we want to
1: like not have him go to prison. Like he's been so cooperative that like <clears throat> there has to be some you know reward for that. And is that this part that's, of that, or is it doesn't
0: is, seem like something the special counsel? I office would agree, do?
1: but I I mean I it's. I don't know.
0: That's that's the problem. We don't know why. We don't know what it means. Everybody's got their pet theories. Everybody's spitting them out. There's a lot of bad, bad takes Yes. That are happening right now, yes. And kind of the weirdest thing is you have Giuliani and Trump in this position to say, "Oh, thank you, Special Counsel's office. See? They're great. Thank you for being honest and setting the record straight." Everybody's you losing have so their much mind. integrity, yes. and you're
1: so great. And, and it's like, it, wait, well, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, is this a shift?"
0: It's like, no. In 48 hours, there'll be another bad story, and he'll be cursing Mueller on Twitter again. Like, and people will. But have I think it's
1: weird this. that, like, I mean, it's weird on a million levels, but like that. This is the one thing that they came out and said, like, no, 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 you got this wrong. And that Trump's like, whoa, yeah, see, they're our buddy now. And it's just like, what? Like, I know he hates Cohen for turning on him, but like...
0: Well, it's desperation, right? Like yeah. it's 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 any olive branch in in the vortex of the swirling seed. right? That which, you can but grab I don't think this
1: is an olive branch. I think he got. I think he read that <laughs> way wrong. Him and Giuliani both. This isn't the special counsel's office saying that Trump didn't do bad things. It's yeah. just like, hey, this one you got a little bit off.
0: Well, that that's part of the bad takes is that a, even if the BuzzFeed article is completely wrong, like this is one tendril of. 80,000 that could get Trump in serious, serious trouble. And okay, here's one thing that most people weren't wasn't even on people's radar till Thursday night. And if one outlet got that wrong, that doesn't help Trump in the big picture really at all. But
1: does he know that? No, he doesn't know
0: much. Well, it it kind of their reaction kind of shows it it shows they don't know what Mueller has and they don't know what Mueller's doing. Right. So they're just right. they're just like the rest of us. They're, they're like, reacting. They're reacting, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to me. Like, oh well, because they had been almost greasing the skids in the opposite direction. You had Giuliani just the day before, not s- saying like, oh well, it's not that I'm not saying that nobody colluded with Russia. I'm just saying the president. Like, did yeah, it. yeah. Right. And and so had and that's they,
1: not what the special counsel's office said. They no. didn't come out and say nope. Nobody did anything wrong. They just said, (laughs) hey, BuzzFeed, this article's a little off base.
0: Yeah. And and the editor BuzzFeed's like, can you be a little more specific? (laughs) Well, I
1: think it's right. And I think think it is newsworthy that like of all of the things that have been said in the media about the special counsel's investigation, this is the thing where they were like, "Mm, no.
0: Well, let me let me go ahead and uh, and pimp one of our favorite movies again. Because if, if this has you curious, if you're one of our listeners who's sort of new to politics and, and, and political journalism and all that, and you're, your head is spinning from this BuzzFeed thing, go watch All the President's Men. Yes. Because it is a really, really good insight into that sort of journalism and hunting yeah. down leads right. and getting sources. And, and the trying to verify ex- a standard
1: source. of what do you publish, even if you know you have it, do you have it to an extent that... You can publish it. And and
0: and And back in the day, back in
1: the seventies especially, maybe not so much today, that journalistic standard was incredibly high.
0: And very late in that movie and late in the story, uh Bernstein gets a source to go on record something about um someone admitting to the grand jury there was Nixon had a slush fund for illegal activities, and he misunderstood the verification from the source, which is a, which is a Department of Justice source, which is kind of similar to what I think BuzzFeed was implying here. And they got it wrong. Yeah, they got it wrong. And it happens. And yeah. it wasn't in bad faith. Right. It wasn't. It right. was it was just I thought you meant this. Oh, you really meant that. Um, and that stuff happens now. Was that the end of Watergate? Obviously not. Right. It was a hiccup. Right, and it was bad for the post. It was bad for Bernstein. Bren, Bren, ben Bradley was furious, and they moved on from it and said, "You, you guys better but fix they this."
1: they Had done such good work yeah. and such like incredible work that like, okay, we got this thing wrong, which happens. I now, mean, no, this is a
0: different time. BuzzFeed is one of <laughs> you know fifty major outlets that are covering all this, right? So um, it's it's different now, but it's, it was strikingly similar to me if you're familiar with. The way Watergate unfolded and if you're familiar with that movie and if you're familiar with Woodward and Bernstein's work, but if you go back and watch, you will see how it is in terms of hunting down leads and hunting down sources and getting information and trying to verify like it's tricky and there's deadlines and it's not foolproof and sometimes you fuck up and BuzzFeed may have fucked up, but we don't know. We, we we really don't know. They got something wrong. It's clear,
1: right? We but just we don't, don't know exactly what. what it was.
0: Now everybody's speculating. Remember the the interesting thing, and I said we weren't going to expound too much on it. Now we've gotten on the rabbit hole. But the the thing that really stood out to me about the BuzzFeed article was that and, and and I my gut is telling me where Mueller stepped in and said eh, we gotta you know push back on this was they claimed that not only did Trump direct Cohen to lie to Congress, but we have emails and texts and copious amounts of documentation to back all that up. And even at the time, I was like, well, Trump doesn't text. He doesn't email. And he doesn't email. Ever. So what are they talking about exactly?
1: Right. I mean, I think that's the biggest, for me, that was the biggest, like, well, he doesn't email. Yeah. And he doesn't text. Like, the, and, and I think that goes back to his mob roots. Which is like, you know, when you do bad things, you need to make sure there's no documentation. You try of it. not and to so leave a paper trail. You don't yeah. leave a paper trail. So he, You don't write things down. You don't eat. And then email came out and they were all just like, no, which is stupid <laughs> no. because the guy goes
0: on TV and, and gets himself in trouble by, you know, like he goes on with Lester Holt. I like, mean, I right. fired Comey because of the right. he's an idiot.
1: You go on literally national television and say things that yeah. implicate you in all kinds of crimes, but you don't write it down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he so he's an idiot. But he also, I think, did learn like that's a mob. Tactic right. like yes. You don't write things down. You don't get things on record. So be- um,
0: before the, the special counsel's, you know, bulletin like that was kind of like, hmm, that's weird. OK. But if they say they have it, then they have it. Right. And maybe they don't. And that would make sense to me. And that would be the simplest explanation. But again, I'm I'm taking another shot in the dark, just like every checkmark pundit on Twitter who has their own takes on what the hell this all means. And nobody knows. Right. Uh, Right. I um, personally, I absolutely think that Trump directed Cohen to lie to Congress. Of course. Now, he may have not done it directly. He may have done it with a wink and a nod or a nudge or through Ivanka or through Donald Jr., or, you know, in some well, other way. Well, this was his
1: lawyer, so I sort of doubt that. I think that this was a more direct conversation, and he may not have said, you have to lie to Congress, and here's what you need to say, but I think, you and know... And he certainly his, didn't email it. His ta- No, he didn't email or text it, for sure. Um, and his tactics are sort of like, you know, he is um, an idiot, but if nothing else, he is also sort of good at, like, the wink and the nod. Yes. We you know from Comey, right, like... I just expect loyalty and, you know, mm-hmm. just give him a break. And that can be, it's sort of so vague that, like, you can't really say that he was directing you. You can just say, like, well, I had the impression. Right, but I'm, I had the, but I think, right. But then the defense is, like, I had the impression that this is what he was asking me to do, but no, he never actually Yeah, and
0: just because, right? it, even if, if Comey is saying unequivocally that the BuzzFeed article is wrong.
1: Cohen, not Comey.
0: If uh, if Mueller rather, oh. then that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to get him for directing Cohen to lie to Congress. Right? Uh, he he may, did, he they just have, don't
1: have emails about it. Yeah,
0: they may not right. <laughs> may not have what BuzzFeed calls this copious written documentation.
1: Right? Cohen but probably just in his what seventeen interviews mm-hmm. said like, "Oh no, yeah, he told me this thing," which yeah. is. You know, and you can direct have, witness testimony. And, is, and you could
0: have corroborating witnesses to that. You can have other information. Cohen has recorded Trump. Maybe he's got him on tape saying something. Right. So.
1: Or Trump said to somebody else, like, yeah. I, this is what I told Cohen to say. Do you think that's cool? Or. Cohen told somebody directly after the meeting this is what happened or I mean there's a million ways that you can corroborate that this happened yeah. without emails but I don't believe that there are emails and texts of President Trump
0: that would be really doing unusual. anything well or, or one that. of his surrogates like Don Jr. text Cohen says the boss says go lie to Congress right right um, which may not be infeasible but again it
1: seems unlikely but I don't know
0: uh, yeah we again we well, whatever don't whatever happened. we're taking shots in the dark Mueller
1: was like nope yeah, that, this part something about this is, about this about is not this. correct, and and I think for me, given the sort of extreme secrecy and leak proof, uh, both that that Mueller's in, something about this. Um, is of greater import, right? Like that something about what they said directly contradicts something that he's about to prove. Right.
0: It, right. Like something it, yeah. about
1: it was like, well, hold on.
0: Or somebody who's just about to be charged. Mm, right. Like, or indicted. Mm,
1: hold on. Because actually what happened is something entirely different than that. Not that you're completely wrong, but like we're about to provide evidence that something different than that happened. Well, let's, and the, I don't want there to be a wrong impression. Let's do a
0: hypothetical, immediate. right? Let's take the, a few good men scenario.
1: Right. I like, love that movie.
0: Right. But in the two Marines, they didn't even tell their lawyer the truth. Right. Because they don't understand the difference. Also,
1: always tell your lawyer the truth. But right. go ahead. Well,
0: they didn't understand the difference when the order didn't come from the, from the top guy. It came from the middle guy. Right. To, to do the thing that right. got him in trouble, right? Right. So let's say Don Jr. gave Cohen the order to lie to Congress. Right. Just, just just I'm just completely hypothetically. Right.
1: Here. Just making shit up. And, just imagine.
0: And yeah, just just imagine. And Don Jr. is about to get indicted for that. And in the indictment filing, the, the, all the information there does not match up with the BuzzFeed story. Right. That might confuse people. That might be like, well, what is this information? Well, and it got on. leaked by your people. Mm-hmm. Why would you mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. I could see that.
1: As of time when you're like, hold on, let's correct the record before this happens, yes. because I do not want this to be like every other story that's come out about what might happen in our investigation, which are inconsequential, because fuck you. But this one, like, we're about to drop something. Mm-hmm. I do not want there to be confusion in the media about this. That did not happen this way.
0: Right. Not right. that it
1: didn't happen. It didn't happen this way.
0: Right. Because then there's speculation of, oh, well, the jumpy in the gun because you don't really have the evidence and blah, blah, blah. And why were you? You're leaking this to like...
1: And yeah, but but usually Mueller
0: doesn't play those angles
1: to be more cynical, too. I think it's possible that this allegation from BuzzFeed is so, um, to your point, directed and like very like this is a thing the president actually did. Yeah. um, That they the special investigation may have been like, if we don't say something like it's going to seem like we aren't doing anything if we. Had knowledge of something this directly impeachable and haven't said anything still, then that could potentially you know um, sour people's interpretation of what we're doing because if there is you know knowledge that the president did something so directly impeachable and we haven't said anything yet that it it makes us look inept. But that's and the, so that's we want to come right? out and say like, hold on, that's not true. That's not exactly right um, because I think when you have something like you know, this accusation that this happened that so directly like the president told his lawyer to lie to Congress and there is no like. They haven't said anything about that yet, That I think there's a cynical angle that's like maybe they're trying to cover their asses and be like, well, not exactly. And it's not that like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. because it's impeachable and it's such a direct accusation that they're like they don't want to look like they're not. Um, providing Congress or whoever with information that would lead to an impeachment that could.
0: Well, that's the ironic thing, right? Is that in all the hyperventilating about Trump and right-wing media and Giuliani screaming about Mueller being a Democratic witch-hunting liberal, right. he's right. not. He, no. Like, whereas Ken Starr was obviously out to get find something and get Clinton. Right, and uh, he did. Mueller is out to get the truth. Yes. And the truth is going to be I mean, lead. I think that's not, true. Not, not only is he out to get the truth... But he's out to get the truth as a, as a responsible professional prosecutor in that he is going to charge or prosecute or recommend prosecute for what can be proven, not right. what he thinks, right. not how he feels, right. not what he he's been thinks he's been directed to do by somebody. Like, he's going to actually do his job.
1: I mean, I think that's also speculation, though, too. We have to remember that we don't actually know that that's true. <laughs> All signs point to that's true. I think that's but a we, safe bet. I think it's a safe bet. I think it's very likely the truth. And also we have no idea because the only thing we've heard from the special counsel investigation is, is indictments. Night. And yeah. last night, that's yeah, it. That's so we, we don't got. actually know what's going on. We don't, but given the way that like bipartisanly people talk about Mueller and given the way that his investigation has not leaked anything and given the people that he's hired, um, I think it's a safe bet to say that's yeah. true, but, but we also don't know
0: if that's look, true. Or the bottom line is Buzzfeed, if they did indeed fuck this up, Um, which it seems like it seems like to an extent they did mm -hmm. Uh, they gave Trump a win because Trump got up last night and this morning and said BuzzFeed you know just got something wrong when they accused me of doing this 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 crime now that the the essence of that may be false right but the particulars might be true and then he said and you know what all the other media and the politicians all jumped on this and we're already digging my grave, and it may not even be true. And he's right. Right. He's got a point. Yes. He and yeah. so, you know But he
1: also like it's a win for Mueller, too, because the president came out and said, like, what an integrity filled man with <laughs> such great things <laughs> but and that he's won't so last. good. I know. But you That'll know last a day. I know, but like I think it's smart. I, for Mueller I, to be like hold on
0: is he playing that kind of chess on. game with him
1: yeah hold okay. on this Maybe. part's not exactly true and Trump knows whether or not he told Michael Cohen in an email to fucking lie to Congress and you know that that did not yeah. happen yeah
0: but the guy is such a compulsive liar he would even lie to his lawyer about that
1: right but he but Trump knows that didn't happen because he didn't do it because he doesn't sure. use fucking email
0: sure so for once he's he's, he's right. got something to crow right. about right. to say this isn't right. true
1: and um, Mueller was like let's give it to him because he's right he didn't email <laughs> that he said it on The phone and I have it on tape, right? I, yeah, or okay. whatever if it is, he's that
0: diabolical, whatever great. it is, right? Like, what?
1: but he's like, No, he's right, I he that's this part of like some part of this is untrue, and let's give him that because then maybe he'll like do exactly what he did, which is I, I say, like, how also, great the Mueller investigation is. It's also clarifying um, that we
0: can't rely on Mueller to be our savior, no, uh the Mueller is going to have a report and findings and he's going to keep ostensibly indicting people and that's fine but it's it's up to congress yeah to fix this and 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 everybody like a lot of people are still scared of the i word but when you begin the process of impeachment is when you basically that is when the House of Representatives essentially start, turns into a special counsel's office, correct? Because there's there's fact finding and mm-hmm. investigation, mm-hmm. and we and we start mm-hmm. to really investigate and get to the bottom. So, and you got
1: to remember, Mueller is not like it's not like the resistance hired this guy to come take down Trump.
0: No, Mueller that, was
1: hired for a really specific purpose, yes. which was to determine whether or not the president and or his presidential campaign and or the presidency of the United States. Uh, colluded with Russia to tamper with the 2016 election. Actually, that it's, it's is more what...
0: specific than that. It was it, the special counsel came after firing of James Comey when, uh, since Sessions had recused, then Rosenstein had to make a determination as to whether obstruct uh, justice was obstructed in terms of the Russia investigation, which was already ongoing at the time. Right, right, and that right. is how
1: Mueller. Right, but that is his sort of like. That's what he's investigating, and along the way, he's found out a bunch of other things yes. that he has passed a, off a appropriately. Special, a, a
0: special counsel gets very broad, uh, but he's mandates. really
1: smart, and so those things that he has found out, he has very, very appropriately, and per his um, investigation, like it, it's you know, purview he has passed off to the special, or the Southern District of New York, or Mm -hmm. Virginia, or whatever, like, shit that doesn't have to do with specifically what he's investigating, he has passed off to local um, prosecutors, and he should, and it's smart for seven million reasons, but it's also really smart for reasons of maintaining the sort of... um, narrow definition of what this investigation is about.
0: Yeah. So it, in essence, the the big takeaway is nothing really changes no. if you go back to before Thursday night. And and what has happened in the last 24 hours is that we had this bombshell that dropped that seemed to be the smoking gun. Yeah. And then it turns out, well, maybe not so much. Right. And that's it. Right. And that doesn't, that doesn't change the 800,000 different angles where Trump could potentially and probably will be in very, very serious trouble and will be facing impeachment, if, if not uh, criminal uh, liability. Right. So correct. there's that. Moving yep. on. Uh, Trump is about to speak, and he's going to outline his quote-unquote plan to end the government shutdown. It's basically already dead on arrival because there's been no negotiation with any Democrats on it. Right. He huddled with Pence and uh, Kushner. <laughs> in the last couple days, so they could iron out a quote-unquote proposal. People are hoping it'll kickstart actual talks between Pelosi and Schumer and Trump to try to bring about an end to a shutdown, but I don't think it will. I think it's just another ploy he's going to offer. And, and by the way, the people on the right are already pissed off about because he's going to give something sort of halfway towards DACA, but not fully DACA, mm-hmm. and he's going to mm-hmm. ask for extra money for humanitarian needs of, of, of the Uh, people that are captured at the border and he wants money for his wall and Democrats are going to say no and then he's going to try to turn around and say, see, I tried to open the government and they wouldn't let me and the media may go for that, uh, at least for a little bit. Right. But I don't think this announcement is going to be anything more than that. I
1: I agree. I think um, if we could have nuance in media, which we don't seem to be able to do anymore, um, what I would say, if I was in charge of messaging about this or if I was... I don't know, a journalist, I would say um, it would be this seems like a plan that could have possibly been negotiated with the Democratic leadership had he not walked out of the room with bye bye. Right. Had he sat down with Chuck and Nancy, as he calls them, um, and said, OK, I'll give you funding for this. I'll give you DACA. I'll give you the dreamers like I'll we'll talk about this. But I want this amount. This could have been a negotiation. Him sitting down with fucking daddy pence and kushner and being like well i'm gonna give you this like no like that's not how negotiations work you don't sit down (laughs) with your own team i mean you do right you do and figure out what you're willing to give up um and what you absolutely have to have but But you don't do that on national television you do that and then you go talk to chuck and nancy and then you work out a fucking deal The art of the deal. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't he's terrible at negotiating. He literally walked out of the room before any conversation was to be had. Yeah. And so the nuance of that is that this could be something that Democrats would agree to, but it's not going to be something they're going to agree to without having had a conversation about it. And his walking out of the room doesn't change that. Yeah.
0: So he's going to make this announcement. We're going to be talking. Well, we're not going to listen to it. We the might fuck no, sort I don't of watch. not him talk ever. Uh, but...
1: I think it's interesting, the timing of it as well. Yeah, well... The Women's March today, <laughs> right? He has to do something yeah. to counter that. Counter and the,
0: all the pink pussy hats screaming yeah, for his head yeah. right outside the lawn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So he's going to try to, you know, change the narrative and do some border speech shutdown thing. And it's absolutely intended to be today on the day of the Women's March because... Let's change the news cycle and it's working. I'm looking at MSNBC right now and it's all yeah, about President the, Trump and the, nothing about the Women's March. The and so- Bridge <laughs>
0: Act. It's a temporary thing. It's not a permanent solution. Democrats want a permanent solution to protect the Dreamers. And you so know, does most of the country. So does the vast majority of the country. And so I don't think we're going to go anywhere. Now, is he going to nope. win the day to say, well, he offered a proposal and Democrats just rejected it and is the media going to run with that? Probably. Probably. Because that's what they do. Yep. Uh, and they haven't covered the fact that the House has passed several bills to reopen the government, and Mitch McConnell hasn't wanted anything to do with it. And right. Trump hasn't wanted several anything bills to do that with were it. like
1: already passed. Yes. Um, that he now like they're like no that we mm, mm, mm. you're like no you already said that was good you already voted on that can we just do that and they're like no
0: and that's the problem Trump has there's no getting out of that that they people know he shut down the, she shut down the government because he wants a stupid wall right. That's it, and the federal workers are still not getting paid, and they know who engineered the shutdown. They know who said he was going to be responsible for it.
1: And he was he's, proud of it, remember? He's
0: proud of it, and he's underwater, and it's getting worse, and this is only an attempt to you know, soften that. That's, right. that's all this is.
1: Right, This agreed.
0: Is, this is not a good faith no. attempt to instigate negotiations, I don't think.
1: Well, you don't negotiate over television. You go in, and you sit down, and you have a conversation.
0: Well, sometimes, and, sometimes you do, but usually not, you know, with the other chamber of, of the government, which is right across the street. <laughs> you do that in international negotiations or sure, you know, other Sure, sure. But
1: in this situation this is not appropriate and the Democrats aren't going to go for it because this is bullshit. Why should they? This is
0: bullshit. Why, why, why? Bullshit. So that in nine months in
1: September, he can be like, fuck the dreamers. Like, no, we're not doing this. We're not giving you money for a wall so that you can fuck over people who have lived through their entire lives and deserve to have, like, no, 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 no. And it won't work and it, I don't think, you know, the media can do what it will do but I think people are, I hope people are smart enough to understand that like, this is a dog and pony show. This is bullshit. Yeah.
0: And the speculation was, oh, maybe today he'll finally make his emergency declaration and then he can open to the government and then he can, I don't know, fight with the courts to get his I wall. Think,
1: I think Republicans went to him, to be honest, and were like, yo, you can't do that.
0: No, I, I you know can't.
1: That. You can't supersede the government over this wall. Like, well, that's Graham a step to. too fucking far. Well, Lindsey Graham... Whatever. But I I mean, I think his threat to do that and then his not doing it, there's something more going on there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think that more going on there is absolutely like people going, you literally cannot do this or they will impeach you. You cannot take emergency powers over something that is absolutely not emergent. Like, that, you can't do this. And if you do, they're going to fucking impeach you. Your own party is going to impeach you. Don't fucking do it. So he keeps threatening it, but he's not going to do it. Because I think, hopefully, well, I don't know, hopefully, maybe not. But smarter people have said to him, like, this is what's going to happen if you do this.
0: Yeah, it seems to be that the money from Republicans in Congress and Trump is just like, Democrats will cave eventually. They always do. Look, people are hungry. People are out of work. Air traffic controllers are overstretched. There's going to be a, a mid-air plane We're not inspecting crash. food anymore. There's going to be an outbreak, and people.
1: Some guy got a gun through TSA. And, and since
0: Democrats actually care about that, they'll have to cave. Nope. And we don't.
1: Nope.
0: So that I think it's, that seems the to problem be the is the
1: problem is that like you know that compassion metric that like. They don't actually care.
0: Exactly. What and we have?
1: actually care. That's, that's and the so
0: that, that's a, always the advantage they've always had. Yeah. That's why they can hold hostages. They right. can take hostages. And we will and cave we pay because a ransom. we
1: actually care about those hostages. And we're like, well,
0: we don't want the, the hostages to die, so here's the ransom. Now politically it never works out for us. Right. But we save the hostages and then the hostages go and half of them vote Republican anyway. Right. So it like it doesn't Yeah, you're right. Um but this time It's feels there is
1: absolutely no reason for us to do that other than the hostages, which sucks. But there is a larger. Yeah.
0: But the problem with that is we can even look at the long view there and say, okay, we'll rescue the hostages now. But they're going to be taken as hostages again in nine, 10 months.
1: Right. And also we're not giving you a fucking border wall. How much more clear do we have to be about this? No fucking way. No, 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 no. It is against everything. Like. It's how he got elected, some people would say, and I would agree that that's part of it. I would mm-hmm. also agree that the reason that we won so heavily in twenty eighteen midterms is because people were like, "Fuck this, the wall is not popular." Well, they it's ran, popular among Trump supporters, but ran it's not popular exclusively
0: on it. Towards the end, no, uh, towards no, when we were gearing up to November, it right. was all immigration, immigration. The brown people are coming. The brown people are coming. Build a wall. And, and we won. And, and we won big. So so
1: people don't want this.
0: That's the, It's like a reverse mandate right. that he's gunning for, and that's all he's and got. And, he,
1: you know, politically he understands in some way that he can't back down on this, but Democrats understand politically neither can they. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking funding for this fucking wall. It's just not going to happen. And so... He's already taken responsibility for the shutdown. He can continue to do so as long as he wants this fucking wall. But, but there he, is no fucking wall. But even
0: he acknowledged he's getting hammered. Yeah. So he will. So what will happen is he'll make this what he'll say, whatever he says now. It won't work. He'll think he won. He'll wait for the poll numbers to bounce after a couple of days. They won't. And we'll be right back where we were by Wednesday. And then he'll be he'll 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 be screaming about well I'm going to do my emergency declaration or I'm going to take money from people in Puerto Rico or I'm going to do something I have to get out of this with a win how do I do it and they're going to say you wait for the Democrats to cave and, and they then, won't and we'll be right back where we were look
1: Nancy Pelosi is not doing this we only have one branch of government right now like mm-hmm. one branch of a branch right yeah there's no fucking way the first thing she does as Speaker of the House and the first thing the Democrats do when they have control of the House is to cave on the wall. That is absolutely political suicide. Yeah. People will riot.
0: Now, I, I, I can't stand how so much of the pundit class has turned into, like, football handicapping prognostication, right? Like, it's <laughs> just like th- all, they all play this game of, well, this is what I think is going to happen and what this is how this plays out. And they never know and they never get it right. They usually don't get it right. And I'm not, I don't want to play that game anymore either because I have no idea. A, because you're not working with a rational actor when it comes to right. Trump. Right. And B, the guy changes his mind like every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess he's going to go up and read from a teleprompter now, but you know, he could rip that But up then he's going
1: to go tweet after that. If he's made <laughs> to read from a teleprompter immediately after that, he's going to get his fucking phone out and start tweeting about how that, that everything he, he just, just says said was wrong. Yeah. Or he's not going to read from the teleprompter. He's going to say a bunch of crazy bullshit, word salad nonsense, and the media is going to try to make it seem like it's normal. And then he'll be tweeting anyway. It doesn't. That's why I'm not watching. I don't. I don't care to hear what he has to say because it's either bullshit or it makes no sense. (laughs) So it's like not worth it to listen to the president talk. Yeah. Basically.
0: But anyway, we are now in what is it? Day twenty seven. It's the
1: longest the sh- shutdown in American history. Yeah,
0: and, and, and people are really being hurt, and, and people are being screwed, and people are hungry. And, you know, we're talking about between contractors and direct federal workers and people who depend on that. We're talking millions of people, this affects. In Colorado,
1: is, it's 200,000 people. Yeah,
0: the just in Colorado.
1: Just in Colorado. And we're not that big a state no. with a big that big a population. Um, I would say, um, just as if anybody out there is... Affected by this furlough shutdown, um, there's a lot of resources, a lot of a lot of organizations and companies and and um, food banks and things that are trying to step up and help people out. Um, I know in Colorado, uh, Congressman Ed Perlmutter, mm-hmm. who's where we used to live um, out in Lakewood, uh, sort of western Denver suburb, um, is holding uh, daily breakfast and lunch um, free by his staff um so you can just come eat breakfast and lunch every day Monday through Friday at his office um the food bank of the rockies is um adding extra uh deliveries you can go to like certain locations and get food um i have done volunteer work for the food bank of the rockies and i think they're extraordinary it's not just food it's also like toiletries and home items and things that you might really need um, There's a lot of restaurants um, and local businesses that are doing things for furloughed employees. Um, I think this is happening countrywide. I think it's uh, great. Um, I think it's really depressing that we have to, you know, sort of rely on um, independent corporations to do the right thing when the government won't, but I don't care. Ultimately, I care that, like, if you're hungry or you, you know, there's food there there's mortgage assistance there's rent assistance there's all kinds of things happening so um if you're in that position i would encourage you to just look around your local community for resources because i know that at least here we have an extraordinary amount of people that are trying to help and trying to uh you know sort of defray the chaos of the shutdown yeah it's just sad it
0: is and um my only prognostication is I don't think this announcement is going to do anything no. to move the needle. It's, it's, it's a cynical attempt for Trump to try to turn the narrative back uh, and put pressure on the Democrats. And I don't think it's going to work, No, even though the media will try to help it work. And right. no. yeah, that's, that's no. my best prognostication for you. Yeah. And in a couple of days, we're going to be exactly where we were before. Right. So a lot of, a lot of running on the treadmill lately. Yeah. In Washington, it seems. Right. It's been a weird week in Washington. I guess we should scale back a little bit and talk about uh, what happened, I guess, earlier this week was Nancy Pelosi said, yeah, you really can't do the State of the Union because with the shutdown, we can't um the security, the requirements. security requirements, which may or not be, be true. I mean,
1: think about it, though, right? Yeah. Um, Remember how because the state of the union requires basically every important person in the federal government to be in, with the, same power, to be in the same room they always pick the one guy
0: <laughs> who doesn't yeah. get
1: to go right yeah. because if should like a bomb go off or something we can't have literally every elected official <laughs> so the
0: secretary of the children's to sit it out
1: or, or they pick somebody right yeah. they pick a guy or a girl they pick a person right mm-hmm. to do it um, so i don't think that her security concerns are Hyperbolic. I think it's true that like the security of the State of the Union is probably the most like secure event. Maybe not, but it was a good kick
0: in the balls, right?
1: Right. So she said, in case you guys didn't hear. She canceled it. Right. Because it's on the floor of the house. You can
0: submit it in writing. (laughs) You can
1: submit it (laughs) in writing or the government is not open by January 29th. It's not happening and you can submit it in writing or we're not having it. Because
0: that's how it used to be until the 20th century. Right. Uh, And when somebody said, oh, this will be more effective if I
1: speak, say it live.
0: And then we've done it that way from now on and it's boring and it's pointless and I can't stand state of the union addresses. In any event. So then, Trump and the Republicans, oh, you can't do that. We'll we'll find another conference room somewhere. We'll rent out an auditorium and we'll make it a thing. And and then okay, Democrats are like, going. okay, go ahead. <laughs> <You> but <laughs> like fine. nobody's
1: going to be there. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Nobody will be there. Okay. <laughs> or they could do it on the floor of the uh, the Senate, where there's not. They won't be able to sit. There won't be enough places for right. everybody to sit. So right. be, that's what I said. They should do that. There won't be a standing ovation the entire time. Anyway. <laughs> So, so, then, so then Trump turned around and Nancy Pelosi and a congressional delegate were planning to go to Afghanistan and Iraq, I believe, with a stopover in Brussels to greet the troops and try to shore up some things with our NATO allies and be like, I know you've heard a lot about NATO. Don't worry. We're, we're solid. We're strong with you. Right. And Trump said, oh, because of the shutdown, you can't do that.
1: Right. I'm canceling your trip, which what. What that means, he can't cancel, he can't cancel her trip. trip,
0: but he can deny her the use. He of can military deny aircraft. her the use
1: of the military mm-hmm. aircraft that would get her and the delegation safely to where they need to go, and t- the whole thing. So, so he's like, said, "You can fly commercial if you want." And,
0: and then she said, "Okay, I'm going to do that." And then they leaked the information about the commercial flights, and and I think it was um, the Congressional Security Service said, "Well, now you know we can't guarantee your security because now, you know, now your travel details are known."
1: I didn't know that. Yes.
0: Yes, and that was ah. a that was a burgeoning big story. Until BuzzFeed changed the world Thursday.
1: Okay. That is why you know. haven't
0: heard about it. I didn't because know. Because it was. Because I
1: remember you were driving us home from mm-hmm. work and I was saying like, she should just do it. Fucking take a commercial right. flight. And that's exactly Fuck it. what she was going to do. And then she was going to do it. And then somebody fucking leaked it. Yeah. The Asics. White House did. The White House the White admit House. they leaked it. Okay.
0: Uh, I think. And in any event, yeah, that's like Scooter Libby territory almost. Yeah. And um, that was starting to grow and people were like, wait a minute, that's really fucked up. And. It was, it was becoming a story, and then the BuzzFeed thing just wiped over it everything, out.
1: wiped it All out. All right. So okay. there's that.
0: It seems like a million years ago. It was just a couple days ago. Uh, what else happened this week?
1: Before we get to everything else, because <laughs> I have so many things to talk about in the second half.
0: Yeah. Uh, we know Cohen is set to address Congress or the House February 7th. Yeah, uh, we don't know what he's going to say. I'm sure he'll have some juicy tidbits, but there's some things he cannot say. Which we
1: talked about last week. Like Mueller has the right; they've mm-hmm. given Mueller the right to like limit his testimony to things that would not affect the investigation.
0: Yeah. Now, now Republicans um, are of course going to hammer him on. Yeah. You know, did you did did the president direct you to? Uh, lie to us before, and he's gonna say, I can't comment, I can't comment, I can't comment, I can't comment. And then they're
1: gonna be like, So you're lying to us,
0: I can't comment,
1: and then it's gonna be a joke,
0: yeah. Um, it's gonna be a shit show. The people
1: who <laughs> announced running for president, okay, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, obvious choice, uh huh. Um, Kamala Harris,
0: yes, she officially announced, yes, okay,
1: um, uh. I th- I think those were both this week and then the other people we have are um Castro Castro Julian Warren. Castro and Warren and I think that's That's it officially it right officially, right now. yeah. Five thirty eight I- did a piece about um back in twenty sixteen they did uh this sort of like <sighs> trying to target like where Um, people could get support out of the different, like, five different, like, Mm -hmm. sort of branches of the Republican government where there might be, or the Republican Party, and where there might be, like, overlap. Um, And they think that they did a really bad job at that, which obviously they did, and so they've tried to, like, redo that with the Democratic primary in Uh 2020. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, It just laid out, like, who they thought was very likely to run, which is everyone you think. (laughs) Um, And then, like, what kind of... um, They divided it into, like... um, so generationally, millennial voters, black voters, Hispanic slash Asian voters, which I thought was interesting, and they provided an interesting take on why that would be true. Um, establishment Democrats, and then um, your sort of leftists, and like how those might overlap, and how some people could get support for. They argued that. You need three of the five demographics to get the nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was pretty well thought out. And I, I sort of agree with them. Um uh Bernie, of course, has like the largest percentage of like the left vote. Um, yeah, Cory Booker I, and Kamala Harris yeah. do really well with the black vote. Um Elizabeth Warren sort of seems a little bit milk toast. Kirsten Gillibrand has basically like very milk toast support. Um I think people don't remember things about her, which I do. Um, she,
0: is, she's, her name recognition isn't enough yet.
1: It's not, but it, I, were, I would also, like to just point out that like, I, I think that there's going to be some leftist problems with her and I'm yes, fine with that. But yes. I also would like to point out that I've been aware of her career for a really long time because one of the first things that she did as a Senator from New York was to actively, uh, blow open the sexual assaults in the military, mm-hmm. um, and really like, had a call to arms. This was like kind of her pet project when yeah. she first started in the New York Senate. And she was and, at the center of that. And she yep. was at the center of saying, like, look, people are being sexually assaulted by people in the military and then they have to go report to that person or their boss and they're not being listened to and they're sometimes being discharged. And it's a fucking problem. She was yeah. But it's a fucking problem. And I like, I I was like, I love her. Like I'm all about it. She took Hillary Clinton's seat. Yeah. Um and so I think that she's going to have some leftist problems, and I think she's a little bit boring. But I also would like to remember some to of the Republican, things that, like, I think I don't think way that's back true. In the day. I don't think that's true. But I don't know. No, it I, I think to she literally either, was but, a
0: Republican way back in the day.
1: Well, let's not. You're sure about that? No. Let's not say that out loud no, unless we you know she, it's true. She, she
0: definitely had some right. Let's not
1: say that unless we
0: know it's true. Okay, but um, in, in any
1: event, I'm, I'm not as concerned about I,
0: that because this was many years ago. Now, as right. opposed to Tulsi Gabbard, which was last week,
1: which we talked about last week. God. Um, but yeah, I just want to like remember that, you know, she's done some really good things. And, and then when we talked about sexual assault on campus, that was another thing that she really, really pushed for. This is before the me too thing. This, this is a, a, a cause that she's been really devoted to since she's been elected. And I, um, I think we should remember that because this is something that she got a lot of shit for Mm -hmm. and a lot of pushback on and she was like I don't fucking care this is important
0: you know what one thing that seems to be refreshing is that you had a lot of these white billionaire men who were like well I'm going to throw my hat in and I think they're, they're they're getting the message that
1: we don't want No.
0: Him. Tom Steyer was like, no, I'll just keep, you know, <laughs> right? donating. Bloomberg, and Bloomberg, I don't know. I, don't I think, think he's, he's going like, anywhere.
1: Mm, I'm not going to get anywhere yeah. in Zucker- like, no. Well,
0: Zuckerberg has his own problems regardless. But, like, yeah, I, I think that movement where it seemed like all these rich guys were going to just throw their hat in the ring, say, hey, if Trump could do it, I'll do it, and I'll do it from the other side. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, no. They're like,
1: I don't think the Democratic Party likes me very much. And I'm <laughs> no. like, I think that's true.
0: I think I'm just going to waste a whole lot of money <laughs> right. to not get a percentage in Iowa.
1: Right. And I think they're right, and yeah. I'm very glad that they recognize that's true because they're correct.
0: Yes. Now, they could still jump in, but, you know, I, I would love to see Michael Bloomberg polling in Iowa. Yeah, That's going to go <laughs> really well. Right. You know, or even New Hampshire. I was like, fuck him. Right. Yeah, I,
1: anywhere. Fuck him. Yeah. God. And then
0: there's just still, there's, there's still this fever dream on the right that someone is going to primary Trump. Like yeah. a- assuming he's not neck deep in impeachment with the wolves at the door and like right. they're ready to toss him on his ass. Like, or even so, like he's running, like, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to challenge him? You think right. Kasich is going to win a primary?
1: With Trump? No, he already did that. Didn't go
0: well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's a rhino and they hate him. Right. Like, no, uh, who who's going to primary Trump? Like this. Is, Everyone keeps
1: saying that someone this, is, and I'm like, name a human being though. Name it's an actual fantasy
0: human. of the, of the Charlie Sykes and Jennifer Rubens and the, right. and the adrift former Republicans. Right. Oh, save us. Like, no, this, okay, is, good. Name this a, is your guy and this is your party. Name a
1: human that's going to do that and tell me how they're going to win the base of your party, which is who elects your candidate because that's who elected Trump. Yeah, and guess what? So Trump's still
0: holding about ninety percent of, of the base of, 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 of the thirty
1: percent of the country. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, of people of staunch Republicans. So no, 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 Trump is your guy. No, it is. That's You're it.
1: stuck with him until we get rid of him or a Democrat beats him.
0: Yeah, that's it. And, and then and then the next guy up is is Pence. So and we're going to talk about Pence that.
1: in detail in a moment. Yeah. So but we're, we're first gonna take, let's a, take break, a
0: break and we'll come back and we got a whole lot to talk about that's kind of off the beaten path. So. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Irreverent Testimony. And uh,
1: I'm mad about a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Before we get to that real quick. (laughs) So Trump Trump just gave his speech, and apparently it was almost word for word the same speech he gave in the Oval Office. He claims that Mitch McConnell is actually going to bring it to the floor, which is interesting. Um, Bring what to the floor? His new bogus plan that's dead on arrival of Democrats. Uh, I could see Mitch doing that, but...
1: Well, uh, of course, if Daddy it, says do it. I mean, he's going to do it. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, no, because if because if it doesn't have the the votes in the Senate to pass, um, then Mitch will not do that. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's kind of irrelevant anyway. And it was a very partisan bullshit speech and. Yeah, it's like like we said, it's doesn't move the needle anywhere and nothing changes. So anyway, uh, Rachel's got a lot to talk about. A lot else happened this week outside of the shutdown and the Mueller stuff and Trump. And we're going to we're going to talk about it.
1: No, we are. Um, I'm going to start with my first outrage, uh, which is sort of my primary outrage at the moment. You guys may have seen that. Uh, The March for Life happened uh, in Washington, D.C., um, and it just so happened to correspond with the um, First Indigenous Peoples March. Mm -hmm. And there was this video. So the reason that that matters is that sort of the groups that came for the March for Life and the groups that came for the First Indigenous Peoples March uh, came together together. Um, in a way that was really gross and terrible and violent and awful and not in a violent way, meaning like physically. Um, So this um, indigenous elder was uh, singing a song, right? Doing a a ceremonial song. Um, Former
0: military U.S. veteran, by (laughs) the way. Yes,
1: yep, former veteran, yep, absolutely. Um, And... This group of kids from this school, uh, the Covington Catholic School in, in Kentucky, Kentucky. Yep. Um, which has just recently been discovered because of some of the like insignia on their clothing and other things, school pride, um, came to the March for Life event because they're a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and then saw these indigenous people um, performing a ceremonial song and decided that what would be best for them to do is to go and uh, mock them and um, hoot and holler over their song and then this fucking kid stood, you should watch the video if you haven't watched it, just fucking watch it, it's heartbreaking. This kid, who's gotta be like what, fucking 16 or 17 years old, just Mm -hmm. stands inches away from the face of this native man doing this song and just stares at him with this smug fucking look on his face. Wearing his MAGA hat, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's really fucking heartbreaking and and fucking outrageous to watch. I found myself really um, debating with myself on the ethics of whether or not it's okay to punch a minor. And the jury, <laughs> oh that no is that, still that little out.
0: shit needs to get punched. Come that on, let's not get ourselves. I mean, that little shit needs his ass kicked. I'll yes. say it. I'll I'll take credit for it. I'll take the heat like Trump with the shutdown. Travis is saying that little shit needs to get the shit beat out of him.
1: Seriously. I mean, it's it sounds like not a big deal until you watch it. And then you watch this little shit, this fucking little white kid stand in the face of this indigenous elder man doing a ceremonial song and there's nothing but rage. I mean, I don't have anything else but rage. Let's
0: unpack this for a second, though, right? Now, these these idiot kids may have been under the impression that these Native folks came to protest them or protest the March for Life, which was not the case.
1: At all. At
0: all. They were there for...
1: They don't give a shit about your bullshit white politics.
0: Their own thing that has nothing to do with that. Uh, or even if they were, though, why? What? why would you do that with this kid, like you're supposedly there for this march for, for life, which is for, to, to preserve life and, and, and for, for peace and nonviolence. Right. Cause that's the whole point is you're, you're saying abortion is violence. Right. And, and murder.
1: Right. And, you know, I was talking to, um, a woman that I know, um, and she is a Catholic lady and she went to the Colorado March for Life, um, which I did not know that that was a thing that she would do. But mm-hmm. of course, that makes sense. And she um, is a Mexican lady, and she was talking about how um, she sort of just mentioned it offhand, and I was like, just taken aback, <laughs> sort of because I'm like, what? Um, but she was talking about how, like, the bishop that was there was talking about like the border and immigration and children separation and, like, you know, refugees and humanitarian aid and, like, all other kinds of marching for life other than abortionist violence, which I think is good Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: they talk about other forms of being for life other than being against abortion. Um, But, yeah, so, like, if you're going to this March for Life, I presume that, like, the national chapter speaks about similar things. They probably have some sort of coordination there. Um, and then you go up to this, this native man and do this thing. And I, and, and the people are, it's not just like one kid, right? It's like this entire crowd of these high school students and they're like hooping and hollering and like egging them on and egging Mm -hmm. each other on. And like, it's just horrible. And like, I guess I would say like, look, I understand that like the genocide and oppression that indigenous people have endured are much worse than this fucking snot-nosed, smug, white kid standing in your face. Mm -hmm. But isn't it the fucking personification of that? Oh, yeah. And the self-control and willpower of Mr. Phillips, who is doing the song, to not punch this kid.
0: I I don't even think he needed any of that. I I think to him, he's an insignificant little insect in his peripheral view. I don't think he cares as much as we do. Right. To be perfectly honest. I think
1: that's right. But I do, though. I do. I mean, it makes me so angry. Rachel,
0: Rachel, think think about it this way. I'm not going to give away too much information, but you know people who have, for indigenous rights, stood on the front lines facing tanks and guns. Chemical warfare. And chemical warfare. You think some little punk in a MAGA hat is going to intimidate or bother that guy? No,
1: I don't think that's true. I know that's not true. But as a white person watching that shit nose little fuck do that, I am sent into a, a state of rage because somebody raised that kid to think that that was okay. And his peers think that it's funny and his teachers and chaperones didn't stop it. And all of the white people and the white sort of sphere was just like, this is okay. Well, and nobody
0: did anything. Let's take that a step further. Cause it's really interesting timing because just this week, in fact, in the last couple of days, a new hashtag has been trending. Uh, and I forget what it's called. I think it's truth about Christian schools, exposed
1: or Christian schools, exposed Christian, exposed schools. Christian schools. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and you know, it's, it's about this stuff. It's about authoritarianism and horrible misogyny and, horrible anti-LGBTQ stuff being indoctrinated with kids. And like, oh, well, here's a prime example of it. How is this for example number one of exactly what we're talking about? And I've reached out to a very prominent ex-evangelical member, called Christopher Stroop who's written some great stuff about this and talks a lot about it and hopefully he'll be able to come on the podcast if he has the time and from point. what I
1: understand he comes from this yes right he, so he, he's coming from a place of understanding this because he fucking lived he it. was among the crowd with right. those kids yeah right. Uh, not he was, necessarily he had Catholic to, no but, but he had to endure no I think evangelical and yeah. I think they're worse um, it, it's
0: cut from the same cloth when you get right down to it and um, when you're talking about uh, American white society whether it's it's catholic or baptist or protestant like
1: i know the evangelicals have a sort of special bent on uh being awful for me like they do
0: they but do but
1: anyway these are catholic kids and so what happened after this was this video went fucking viral cuz everyone was like holy shit what yeah. is happening yeah the here? internet
0: melted down appropriately and
1: the all the kids took down all their social media profiles They're the smart school enough to do that, at least. has shut down its website Um, they've completely gone into hiding. Every person involved in the video, the entire school, all of its staff, everybody involved has completely gone dark. Um, And the school said, we are investigating this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay.
1: So what I would like is for that kid, and not just that kid, but every kid that was there, um, to, that that, that there be some recourse, that there be some, public apology would be nice
0: well Um, but also just a
1: re-education of like what did you what was in your brain at that moment when you were doing that why did you do it and what how can we fix that part of your brain because that part of your brain is fucking broken How about
0: community service on a reservation or at a indigenous hospital right uh how about get to actually meet some indigenous people and learn some things yeah. And maybe it doesn't get through your thick skull like, well, I did my stupid community service, now I'm gonna go wear my MAGA hat again, fine. But have them endure the experience.
1: Right. And and, and right. like that
0: shouldn't be a punishment. That is something we would do like for fun.
1: That we do for because we love them.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> like for this kid it might be a punishment. But the the point is education. Right. Because this kid is ignorant. Right.
1: right. He's just dumb kid. But he's been taught something really nefarious. Somewhere mm-hmm. somebody told him something that made him think these are lesser people. That this person lesser, right, yes. exactly. And, you know, I was talking to my uh, work wife the other day because there's, there's always some race stuff everywhere we go oh, all I of the time. Can't get away from it. And, um, you know, I'm white, right? So I have to try sometimes to, like, relate back um, in an attempt to understand how it might feel to not be white and when people do terrible things to sort of try to relate back to something that I have experienced. And so the way that I find that most effective is to point to being a woman or being queer. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my work wife and I was saying, she's a black lady, and I was saying about how um, the sort of gay rights movement made so much ground in part because of Harvey Milk telling everybody they had to come out. And the reason they had to come out was because you have to make people aware that they know somebody who's gay. And once they realize that literally everybody knows somebody who's gay whether they f- like this is your son or your daughter or your coworker or your friend or your whatever then then the insidious things that you think about gay people start to wash away because you realize that your friend you know daughter son whatever co-worker doesn't fit those same stereotypes and I was saying I think that's the same thing sometimes when with white people when they are um, forced into a sort of like intimate or, you know, work relationship with a person that they're not used to working with. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, when people work with like white people work with black people, um, in a sort of peripheral way, maybe they don't realize, but then when you work with them in a more like direct way, um, a lot of those stereotypes start to become undone and it makes people really uncomfortable. And I think in that exact same way, when you start when you actually engage with people in any kind of minority community, in this case, with indigenous people, you realize a lot of things and you learn a lot of things. And it breaks down a lot of stereotypes and it breaks down a lot of um, racism. Right. Mm-hmm. Having to like having to like actually engage with people. and So I think that that's a really smart idea.
0: Yeah. But I be- look, <laughs> what's to make us think that the parents of these kids or school officials are going to want to do any of that?
1: Or even right, and it's not a public a school; it's a Catholic school, so it's a private institution. Yeah. So there is absolutely no public, like, there's no like regulation or like anything that anybody can do other than just public pressure to be like, this is fucking outrageous. Well, speaking
0: of private schools, let's uh, let's shift to Daddy Pence. <sighs> so it right. so it was revealed this week that uh, Karen Pence, uh, Mother Pence, Mother, let's uh, remember
1: Mother, mo- who doesn't allow him to. Ever um, Have break with bread m- with any women? Um, she's the only woman he's allowed to be in private with because yeah. of those hussies. <laughs> and work. also, he is very, very pro um, conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants to electrocute all us queers, um, and is like Mike Pence is one of the more like extreme uh, evangelical conservative uh, garbage cans that exist.
0: Well, it turns out his wife works for this. You know, super Bible thumping school. I don't know if she volunteers there. I don't know what her role is. No, she's an art teacher there. She's an art teacher. She's an art teacher there. She
1: used to be an art teacher there before he became the vice president. She
0: teaches all the kids to paint
1: crucifixes? I guess. Um, So I'm going to read, I'm just going to read this article. Okay. Because, uh, first of all, the title of the article is. Pence says criticism of wife's job at anti-LGBT Christian school is, quote, deeply offensive to us. Right. And I would like to say anytime the Pences are deeply offended, I feel like that's a win. (laughs) Like somebody did something very right. It's
0: bullshit, too. It's 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 playing the victim for being a bigot.
1: Right. All right. Um, I'm just going to read this because it's so horrifying. (laughs) Vice President Pence has responded vehemently to criticism surrounding his wife's decision to teach at a private school that seeks to exclude homosexual and transgender students and staff members. Mm-hmm. Following news that Karen Pence accepted a part-time teaching job, uh, sorry, part-time job teaching art at Emmanuel Christian School in Springfield, Virginia, the vice president said Thursday that the negative reaction was, quote, deeply offensive. Quote, my wife and I have been in the public eye for quite a while. We're used to the criticism, but I have to tell you to see major news organizations attacking Christian education is deeply offensive to us. We have a rich tradition in America of Christian education, and frankly, religious education broadly defined. We celebrate it. The freedom of religion is enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution prohibits a religious test for holding public office, and so we will let the critics, the other critics, roll off our back, but this criticism of Christian education in America should stop. In an employment application, Emmanuel Christian schools require applicants to agree that a marriage can only be between a man and a woman. It states, quote, I understand that the term marriage has only one meaning, the uniting of one man and one woman in a single exclusive covenant union as delineated by scripture and that God intends sexual intimacy to occur only between a man and a woman who are married to each other, and that God has commanded that no intimate sexual activity is engaged in outside of a marriage between a man and a woman. It adds, quote, "...moral misconduct which violates the bona fide occupational qualifications for employees includes but is not limited to such behaviors as the following." Heterosexual activity outside of marriage, e.g. premarital sex, cohabitation, extramarital sex, homosexual or lesbian sexual activity, polygamy, transgender identity, any other violation of the unique roles of male and female sexual harassment, use or viewing of pornographic material or websites, and sexual abuse or improprieties toward minors as defined by scripture and federal or state law.
0: Wait, 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 (laughs) wait, wait. Back back? up and read that last sentence.
1: Moral misconduct which violates the bona fide occupational qualifications. No, No,
0: no, 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 the last sentence you read about sexual abuse of minors.
1: Oh, yeah. Um and sexual abuse or improprieties toward minors as defined by scripture and federal or state law.
0: Why is there a qualifier on that? Well, why <laughs> do they qualify that? How about no sexual abuse of minors. Period. On to the next horrible, gross thing, as
1: defined by scripture and federal or state law. Oh,
0: okay, so if
1: because scripture says really interesting things about sexual abuse of minors, and, meaning and it's so, totally fine, and so
0: do state laws, like bringing your teenage bride across state lines Correct. or from another country. Correct. Wow
1: Marrying a 13 wow. year old No wow. no it's just as long as You can totally sexually abuse minors As long as scripture says it's okay Which scripture says it's fine <sighs> Yeah
0: for the most and part And federal
1: and state laws say it's okay Which they do Some
0: states yeah the, Depending how the just laws are Just abuse
1: minors legally And make sure God won't be mad
0: That I, I hadn't even read that part before Yeah Wow that, that is the buried lead right there Yeah Okay all right. I, okay. What? What else?
1: Furthermore, a, pare- a parent agreement requires guardians to acknowledge that the school may deny admission or kick out a student who engages in activities that conflict with a quote biblical lifestyle, such uh-huh. as uh, condoning sexual immorality, homosexual activity, or bisexual activity. Uh huh. I mean, do we need to differentiate between those two? I don't know. Um, the backlash. Well, came hey, after- they
0: are not—they're not, not erasing you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it should be real inclusive in their hatred, <laughs> and I identify really as queer anymore. Okay, um, but okay. anyway,
0: but that's nice of them to not no bi erasure there,
1: right? Good job appearing with his wife at the March for Life on the National Mall on Friday. The pre- vice president told protesters demonstrating against abortion that quote She is many things. She's a mother. She's an advocate for military families." She's even an art teacher at a Christian school. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't be more proud of our second lady, my wife, Mm -hmm. Karen Pence. Mm -hmm. He should have called her mother, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, Pence's wife has taught at Emanuel Christian School in the past. Uh, her spokesperson told the Washington Post that the second lady was a teacher at the school for more than a decade when her husband was a member of Congress, adding, quote, it's absurd that her decision to teach art to children at a Christian school and the ch- school's religious beliefs are under attack. I don't think that's true. Well, that, so, uh,
0: that's the problem. Let's get into that. Like, because- I,
1: I, I need to like break this down. Because this yeah. is like, first of all, thank God they're offended. But also, like, okay. Break it down.
0: Okay, the, this is the problem, and this is what they always do, and this is the this is at the heart of uh, RFRA laws and shit that weasels itself all the way to the Supreme Court and and exonerates gay cake bakers and institutionalizes uh, anti gay um, bigotry in that
1: and literally like causes the suicide of. You know, gay teens and, yes. and electrocutes them and puts yes. them in isolation in foreign countries and all kinds of crazy shit.
0: Pence is doing the, the, the classic maneuver where we're saying, hey, your wife works for the school that like kicks out and doesn't allow gay kids in this day and age. <laughs> or staff ever. members yeah. who
1: say that it's okay to be gay hey, or that it's kinda, okay to be trans hey, or that you and, are, right. can be who you are. You, you're not allowed here and we can kick you out and you're not allowed to work here.
0: And we're saying, hey, that's fucked up. And Pence is turning around and saying, how dare you attack my religious freedom? Right. And this is the, this is the game. And I, the morning after this happened, I was watching MSNBC and they had David French on. And David French is one of these anti-Trump conservative... You know, they floated his name as an alternative to Trump for the 2016 primary. And like, he's one of these reasonable mm. conservatives. Mm. And he got up there and said, oh, this is all wrong. I I went to a school like this and a church like this. And you, you, you can't call strongly held religious beliefs uh, hatred and bigotry. That's mm. not right. Mm. And fuck you, guy. You can't. Get away with this shit anymore? We're onto you. We're onto this. That doesn't work.
1: And there's a study that I read, and it was last week, but I, um, it was about religious trauma, and so it was about um, kids that go to these Christian schools, mm-hmm. and that that as a result of both the teachings from the religious schools and then, um as a secondary point being like um, uh, excommunicated from these religions that causes trauma. And yes. it was a study done by a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists who um, deal with people who went to Christian schools. And that includes Mormons and um, evangelicals and Catholics and the whole sort of gamut mm-hmm. um, and how, the experience of of being in a religious school or a Christian school specifically um, creates adult trauma, like serious trauma. Um, And it was sort of astounding. I mean, I've never read anything like it, but it was sort of astounding. And then, interestingly, I was also listening to an episode of This American Life when I was at work, and they were talking to these two Mormon girls who... um, this is so fucked up. So, apparently, when you're a Mormon, you have bishops who are not, like, the same as Catholic bishops and that mm-hmm. they're not, like, required to be um, much. They're just sort of, like, men in the community that decide for a period of, I think it's, like, a term of, like, two to four years To be bishops, and Mm -hmm. part of their role as bishop is to counsel children and teenagers from the ages of twelve until they get married in sexual education. And so, anytime you have a sexual thought or a sexual experience, you are required to go confess it to your bishop. It is not, though, like Catholic confession in that there's like you know like a partition, and then you just confess your crimes, and then the 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 um, Uh priest says how many Hail Marys or whatever you go into this office, and you sit with this man who's like the soccer coach, and also like the head of the bank or whatever, and he's just a bishop for a couple of years, Um, and you go in, and he asks you questions, and you tell him about your sexual thoughts and experiences. And I'm sure
0: this guy doesn't get off on this.
1: No, no, wait. Then, they ask really specific questions. I bet they do. Like, well, were you in a car? Or were you in your bed? Did he put his hands in your vagina? Did you put your hands on his penis? Were you wet? Did you like it? Like, literally questions like this to people, to young, to children and teenagers, to the extent that it, like, really graphically, and... One of the women who was talking about this was saying, like, I could watch him making a pornographic film in his head while talking to me. Of
0: course, that's what's happening. It's so obvious. And by the way, this is the kind of shit that traumatized Ted Kaczynski to the point where he became the Unabomber.
1: Right. Right. And so, like, they were like, I wonder if this is... Because the origin of the story in This American Life was... This Mormon chick who's not Mormon anymore telling her like atheist boyfriend about like, remember, did you ever have this experience? Did you ever have that one? And it was like sort of funny. And then she got to this thing, like, remember telling the bishop about this? And he was like, what are you saying? And like, (laughs) I guess this bishop like came around the the desk, put his chair next to her and put his hand on her knee while she described the first time she gave a blowjob. Okay. And he was like, I'm going to repeat back to you what you just said to me. And you tell me if you don't think that's totally fucked up. And she was like, oh. Shit.
0: Like she had compartmentalized yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was like- normal.
1: That's everyone went through it. Everyone did it. She cannot have sex without experiencing deep shame or being outside of her body. Every time she has sex, she feels bad, even though she's married now. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't it's like God's always watching, and every if I enjoy it too much, then um I'm being a sinner. Even though she's not Mormon anymore. It's fucking traumatizing. Of course it it's is. It's fucking traumatizing, and it is real trauma. Like deep-seated, deep-rooted trauma. And so then they were talking to these psychologists who have done a lot of work with, you know, kids that come out of, like, evangelical schools and, like, Mormon upraisings and they're like, you know, like, the women in particular, because the men, right, the boys, they have to go in and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, there's no, there's no shaming.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just... Try high-fiving.
1: Right. Right. And... This one woman was saying that she had to go in and do this because if you want to get accepted into a Mormon university, you have to have a letter from your bishop saying that you, you know, sort of qualify because you, like, you're chaste, chaste, and, like, you did Mm -hmm. all the things right, Mm -hmm. and um, so she felt like she had to be really honest with him, and she told him about how, like, she had had sex with her boyfriend, and... Uh, then she stopped because she wanted to, like, you know, do it the right way, as she put it. Um, but she felt like she had to confess that to him so that she wasn't being dishonest so that she could get this letter. And he denied her the letter mm-hmm. because she had had sex. And then. So
0: why would any of these kids tell the truth?
1: <laughs> because it, it's not like you took a 16 year old off the street who hadn't been indoctrinated and told them they had to do this. Yeah. You take kids from the time they're fucking born and you tell them.
0: I bet a bunch of them still lie, though. But I'm like, oh, no, I would never do that, Father.
1: I don't know. Maybe. But I think the majority of them were like, of course you tell the truth, because lying is lying to God. Mm-hmm. And they've been told, like, you can be forgiven for anything, but you have to tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm asking you this because, you know, if I need to understand exactly what happened so that I can know what your triggers are so that you don't do it again. Mm-hmm. So they talked to some member of the Mormon church, the, the communications director, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, well... I don't think this happens, and, uh, you know, not not as much as people have been reporting, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, minimizing like, we, it, sure. yeah, 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 and then he's like, but, you know, pre, you know, the bishops have to have the right to, like, ask questions, and it has to be case by case, because they were asking, like, why, what the fuck, mm. <laughs> and um, I guess since this reporting, the church has uh, changed its policies to allow parents to be in the room.
0: Yeah, that'll be much, much different, but uh-huh. doubly is traumatizing, potentially,
1: well, I don't think that the bishops are going to ask the same questions if your fucking mom's sitting there.
0: You wouldn't think so. Well, it right? wouldn't
1: be your mom though, it would be your dad.
0: You wouldn't think so. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Anyway, got way down a rabbit hole, sorry, but um Yeah. So, Mike Pence is deeply offended by my very existence, and I'm pretty happy about that. Um
0: Again, you, you can't get away with bigotry in the name of closely held
1: personal right. religious beliefs,
0: convictions.
1: No, you, you, sincerely held religious beliefs.
0: It doesn't work that way.
1: You can have sincerely held religious beliefs that mean that you think that I should be tortured and murdered, but you don't actually get to torture and murder me. You get or to feel deny that me way. Housing or nope. deny
0: me public service nope. or deny me. Employment, uh, patronizing your business,
1: employment, anything. No, you can have those sincerely held religious beliefs, and they are not allowed to be codified into law. That's it.
0: Except some places they are, as we know,
1: right, including Indiana,
0: and and they're not. They're not winning this fight. They they win these tiny battles here and there. But overall, they're losing, and losing, and losing, and losing, and...
1: And in part because of great organizations like the Satanic Temple, yes, who come in and say, oh, good, yeah, no, (laughs) your sincerely held religious beliefs are that you should have the Ten Commandments at the courthouse, great. Mine are that we should have Baphomet at the courthouse. (laughs) And then they take down the Ten Commandments. (laughs) Yeah, They'd rather take down their own religious monument than have someone else has come up. Of
0: course, that's the, that's the idea. They, they, The satanic temple knows they're gonna, not going to have a...
1: supremely trolling religious people yes. and it's fucking amazing to watch and I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're doing the Lord's work. They are doing the Lord's
1: work. They are, the Lord's work. <laughs> they are. They are. Ironically. Ironically,
0: yeah. God works in mysterious
1: ways. Um, okay, so I have...
0: We've got about 10 minutes left.
1: All right, I've got one more thing. Let's see. Um, additionally... Oh, I want to talk about the Gillette commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Okay. So I'm sure you all heard by now. Like I'm not going to rehash it, but Gillette did a commercial about like, basically like, maybe men can be better.
0: Can I jump in here a second? Yeah, please. I would I'm, love it I'm, if you would take I, over. I am super super cynical. Anytime a a corporation uh, comes out with a social justice ad or movement or statement. Uh, because I've been in corporate boardrooms, and I know it's a bunch of pe- a bunch of gross old white men at the core saying either saying, "Okay, I will put my stamp on this because it'll be good for business," or very cynically saying, "You know what's good for business? Uh, this 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 gay movement, this uh, inclusivity movement. We need more of that in our commercials." Chopping on a cigar. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's reality. Yeah. The putting that aside for a moment, watching the reaction. Of of the right wing manosphere, to this kind of thing, is just
1: priceless. It's fascinating to me.
0: It is on so many levels. So go ahead.
1: I mean, I think you're right, and I also think that that's true. That that's probably the the sort of calculus that went into making this commercial. Of course it is. And I don't think that matters.
0: No, not at in, all. Not in the what we're talking
1: because about. of what actually happened as a result of this commercial, which is. Essentially just, you know, Gillette has is a razor. Like, who fucking cares? And their are things always been the best a man can get, right? Mm-hmm. Gillette, it's the best a man can get, because it rhymes. Because it's from, like, the fucking 50s or some shit, Yeah, right? and I,
0: I had a friend in high school named Jeanette, and she loved that, because she would love to go the around and say, Jeanette, a best a man can
1: uh, get. It's so cute, right? Yeah. So it's like a thing that we know in our culture. It's a, it's a, it's a pop culture thing, knowing that that's Gillette's fucking uh, motto or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Slogan, I guess. And so they come out with this ad and it's showing men at first sort of like being like they are, which is like, (laughs) you know,
0: gross and gross and like grabbing women
1: and saying stupid shit to women and letting little kids beat the shit out of each other because boys will be boys will be boys will be boys. Right. Uh And then the second half of it is, um, those same men maybe not doing that, maybe stepping in and like, protecting the gay kid from getting the shit beat out of him by all the bullies at school and protecting the kids telling the kids that are beating the shit out of each other at the barbecue stop doing that and maybe don't say that to that woman and maybe stop grabbing people right
0: and and, and let's talk about even though it shouldn't these kinds of things do have an effect and sink into the consciousness yeah think about when you're a kid right and you just you sit in front of the tv and you learn shit from cartoons and commercials right and 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 tv shows right right
1: yes yes and the point the commercial was making was um, that each time a man did something good, there was a young boy who was their child watching. Yes. That he did this thing that men maybe don't always do, that they should. And and the, the message was, because the boys of today are going to be the men of tomorrow. Yeah. So maybe men can be better.
0: Now let's talk about the f- and subsequent then freak out.
1: the men, my favorite take on this ever was like, Because I've seen a million like funny memes about it. My favorite one ever was Gillette, colon, the best a man can get. Men, colon, not all men. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like men can be better and men are like, no, we can't be better. How dare you? You're cutting our balls off. This is bullshit. Why can't we just be men still? Why can't we? And it's... The
0: pushback was how dare you tell us how to act. And they're like, well... We're just saying maybe you could do this or do that. Well, you can't you can't be the thought police. You can't tell us how to feel. And and people are pointing me out like the commercial doesn't tell you how to feel, it just says maybe consider not being an asshole.
1: Right. What like it's really interesting to me to watch a commercial say, Maybe men can not allow for like the abuse of other people, that's a thing you could do. And men are like, why, what, how dare, and it's like, why is this a fact? Do- because I, it's, it's back it's to shocking. this,
0: this continuous fight of these gross men really get upset at quote unquote, social justice warriors.
1: And why can't men just be men? Men And it's like, be what men? does that mean? And
0: it's like, and, and it, it works like this. We say, you know, men really shouldn't be gross and rapey and racist and flaunt their privilege. And men say, we don't do that. How, why, why would you say that? And then we show examples of that, and then they get mad <laughs> because. We still want to be
1: able to do that. It's the I truth. Guess. Yes.
0: They want their hegemony, and they want to be able to uh, harass and have rape culture thrive and.
1: beat the shit out of people. And maybe if you beat up that gay kid, he won't be gay anymore. Right. And, you know, you should let kids fight in your backyard, even if one of them is you know, physically not as able to defend himself. And we should like, why wouldn't you let your friend cat call that girl? And you should absolutely grab your secretary's ass. Cause why shouldn't you be entitled to those things? <laughs>
0: exactly. It's about entitlement. And why they get so mad and quote unquote social justice warriors because us social justice warriors threaten their entitlement. Right. And how dare we.
1: And I was having a conversation with a white dude at work the other day about this. And he was like, it's so fucked up because, like, we as a culture define what masculinity is. And so all Gillette was doing was saying, sort of like, we should define masculinity in a different way. And like, everyone freaked out. And he was like, but like, what does toxic masculinity do for men? And I, and I was like, well, it's a really good question. Like, it does a lot of harm to men. But at the same time, I think it's really generational. And like I've said, and I beat a fucking dead horse, but like it's this idea that like what my father had and my grandfather had the ability to do, I am no longer allowed to do and it makes me mad. Mm -hmm. And I think our generation is like, doesn't make me mad. I don't want to do that. And But the older generation is like, I'm really fucking pissed off because you guys are winning and I'm not allowed to grab my secretary's ass and now I'm being told by a razor company that like boys can't fight in the yard (laughs) and like I'm not allowed to say like hot tits to a girl or I'm supposed to like stop my buddy from doing that. Like back in my father's day, I could literally rape the secretary and no one cared and now you're saying I can't even like say you're hot in the street. Like what is the world coming to? And it's like, yeah, no, that's right. Mm-hmm. You can't rape your secretary. You can't say that anything. Just don't talk to women on the street ever, if I can just say. Um, and like, why would you let kids beat the shit out of each other? <laughs>
0: like, what's well, wrong I, with you? And I, I our wouldn't, but that's like, not the point.
1: I would, though, because maybe it'll toughen them up. I well. was toughened up. Why can't they be toughened up? Like, I was raised a certain way and my father did certain things and why is the world different? And they don't like it. They yeah. don't like that the world changed. And they want... To make it not change. So they get really mad.
0: No, it, it was really enlightening in a strange way that was kind of unanticipated. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there you guys are. Okay. Oh. Uh, we, we get it.
1: And Jalat was like, look, we knew this was going to be controversial.
0: No, they got exactly what they wanted. We knew it was going to be controversial. Look, we're talking about Gillette Razors. On
1: purpose. (laughs) Right now, on our podcast, we're talking about Gillette Razors. And they're
0: not one of our sponsors. Speaking of which, uh, Ben Shapiro apparently stole the show at the March for Life because he said two interesting things. One, he decided to record his speech as a podcast. So while live giving his speech, he stopped to do commercial breaks. (laughs) he verbally and like and like people were just confused like why is he At talking a about a speech. toothbrush oh, and,
1: it's, God. It's like, and while,
0: while I'm talking about protecting fetuses we uh, should also
1: protect your teeth Quip here is a no literally subscription service literally who, he, he
0: was doing that and then he was talking about baby hitler and and we i wouldn't kill baby hitler cuz baby hitler is a baby and we care about babies which isn't even true because they don't care about babies they care about fetuses cuz right. if they care about babies right. they wouldn't fight us on prenatal care and chip and all the things they continuously fight us on
1: well and postnatal care and hitler right no? and 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 you know full uh full day kindergarten and yeah they don't
0: want any of that they preschool just,
1: and maternity leave and paternity leave they and just want to
0: make sure you're shot out of vagina and, and once you are then you're fuck you. we're through with you
1: yes go away mm-hmm. go die no i think we should definitely kill baby hitler um <laughs> for sure <laughs> i mean i think for well, sure well, baby ben, hitler well
0: ben shapiro doesn't because we
1: should have aborted him so we didn't have to kill a baby because much like, like gillette now
0: people are talking about ben shapiro since we took that stupid bait. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. I, who knows what the world will look like then. We it's like vigilant
1: razors or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, or don't just don't Gillette be razors. garbage men. And don't, just stop.
0: All right, might have okay. a guest on our show soon or we're li- trying to line up some other guests, so stay tuned for that. At Irreverent on Twitter, IrreverentTestimony at gmail.com. I've been Travis. I'm Rachel. Talk to you next week.